0: Today we continue in the Shnayim Mikra program of Parsha Shalach. This is again Rabbi Weinreb, and we're studying Shlishi til Ravi, the third of the seven lectures, or really le- lecturettes. And indeed, I repeat, this is not the place to look for deep analyses or durash or vertlach. We're focusing on the simple meaning of the Parsha as much as possible, conveying Rashi's teachings. The Parsha, the previous Parsha, ended almost interrupting the speech of Yahushua and Kolev. And they began with the definite statement. As if to say, before going any further, let's lay one thing on the line. Tova ha'oretz ma'od ma'od. The land is very, very good. Let's get that out of the way. That's for sure. But now they laid something down which is very important. And Sforno emphasizes this. The land of Eretz Yisrael is wonderful. But it's different from other lands. And that is, Jewish people can possess the land only if they are dedicated to it and to God's Torah. The land is contingent upon piety, spirituality, and the observance of Torah and mitzvot. We won't have the land unless God wants us to. And he'll want us to when we obey him. So he'll want to when we obey him. So therefore, Shlishi opens up, If God wills it, then he'll bring us there. He'll bring us to this land of milk and honey. No question about it. But he has to want to. And why Why will he not want to? If you disobey him. Do not rebel against God. Because if you rebel against God, then indeed, you will meet defeat at the hands of your enemies. So therefore, just do not rebel, obey God, and then, you do not need to be afraid of the people who live in that land. They are our bread. They are our bread. As um Sronach puts it so beautifully, Just like bread doesn't wage war against those who eat it, you sit down to eat a sandwich, a sandwich doesn't fight you, so too, they will not fight us. Their shadow, meaning their protector, has gone from them. Their courage has left them. God is with us. Notice the powerfully hopeful, encouraging, supremely confident Bale Bitachon that Yehoshua and Kohle wore. God is with us. But it didn't go over so well. Once again, I'm emphasizing last lesson, this lesson, again and again, the people are described again and again as everybody, it's everybody against the few. And the entire congregation said, Let's stone them. Uchvod Hashem niro Moed. Just then, God's glory appeared over the Ohel Moed, El Kol b'Nei Yisroel, as if to say, "Okay, guys, enough of this." The Kavod Hashem revealed itself, and everything is kind of held in suspension, and we're we become privy at this point to a holy encounter between God and Moshe. And once again we see the kind of leader that Moshe Rabenu was. Ayomer Hashem Moshe God says to Moshe, Ad How far will these people go to blaspheme me, to speak hatefully against me? How far will they go? How far will they go in their skepticism, in their lack of belief in me, after all of the signs that I did in their midst. So notice, the Rebon does not speak to the people. He does not speak to the ten spies who incited the people. He speaks to Moshe. He holds Moshe, the leader, responsible for everything and asks him, Moshe, what's going to be? How far are these guys going to go? And therefore he says the horrible words, I will strike them with a pestilence, with a plague, and I will cut them down. And I will make you, Moshe, into a greater and more powerful nation than they. At this point, we would think Moshe would say, okay, they are sinners, they angered me, I fell upon my face in absolute frustration, so God should punish them, and I and my children, we will become the new Am Yisrael. Moshe does not say that. Moshe responds instinctively and says, Shlalom, would you do that? Would that not be the ultimate chilul hashem? And Mitzrayim will hear, they will hear that after you took this nation with your great power out of Egypt, now you can't take them further. You're a great God and take them out of Egypt, but you can't take them into the land of Canaan. And this will cause a chilol Hashem. And literally this means, and they will say to the inhabitants of Canaan, who heard that you, God, are the God in their midst, you are the God who appeared to them eye to eye, face to face. Who revealed Yourself to Him and your, to them, to the Jewish people. And Your cloud stands upon them, and You lead them by day in a cloud of uh, in a pillar of cloud, and You lead them at night in a pillar of fire now that you're going to wipe them out in one shot, as if they were one person. And these nations who heard your reputation will say, it's because God might be strong in Egypt, he might be strong in the desert, but he does not have the power to bring these people, to the land which he swore to them, so therefore he slaughtered them in the desert. Here, Shadal has an interesting approach to Psukim, Yud Gimel, and Yud which helps us understand the words literally, a little different from the approach of the other Meforashim. He says that there was a discussion here, like Paro, back in Egypt, got on the phone with the kings of Canaan and said, you know, this God, I saw what he could do in Egypt. He was able to take with his power the Jews out of my country. And, and that's what he will say to the Yoshev Haoretzazos. That's what he will say to the Canaanim. And the Canaanim will say, well, we don't know what he did in Egypt. But we know what he did in the desert because we have Bedouins and other people, maybe spies, going from the desert to us. So we saw what he did. We saw those pillars of fire and pillars of cloud. And look what happened in the end. He was triumphant at getting them out of Mitzrayim. He's great taking them through the desert. What's the problem? The problem is he can't bring them into the land of Israel. Therefore, he slaughtered them here in the desert. Moshe continues and says, "God, magnify, enhance your power." And here, Moshe reminds reminds God about the midos, God's loving kindness, God's patience with sinners, God's forgiveness of sin. Hashem God is patient. Long suffering and full of mercy. No se avon vopesha. He forgives sin. Vinake lo Yunake avos He can be vengeful. He can repay, but not instantly. He gives time to do tshuva. He gives time to do tshuva. So therefore Hasek, go God forgive the sins of these people. Forgive them and continue to carry them, continue to bear them, continue to support them as you have done from Mitzrayim until this point. And God listens to Moshe Rabbeinu. This is the ultimate triumph of man over God. Moshe over the Ribboni The Shlulam. Ribboni Lalom's impulse is or, I'll wipe them out. And Moshe stands in God's way, does not permit God to do that, but calls upon God to forgive, 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 and directs his his defense to God's Midas to God's mercy, but God says I'll forgive them, but not completely. I swear. a difficult phrase. This one, many different interpretations. Here is Svornos. Ani Nishpa fishim oleh gode yes just as is as it is true that i am alive and just as is it is true that my kavad my glory is um everywhere everywhere shimoleh gode yes kol horetz kane ye yes ki hol ha so it is true just as my Being the living God is true. And just as being the omnipresent God is true, so it is true. That these people who saw my glory and saw my miracles, the things I did in the Mitzrayim and in the desert, and they continued to rebel against me ten times and did not listen to me. I therefore swear, im yiru es lest they see the land. Ashenishpati la'avusom, The mana All those who blaspheme against me, all those who spoke so brazenly against me, lo yiru uha, they will not see Eretz Yisrael. So we have here the beginnings of that age-long frustration of people who. Are uh, denied, and this is the terrible punishment: denied the ability to see the land of Israel. But God said, "I will spare," and here He mentions one person: Abdi my servant Cholev, who spoke up for me, ruach because he had a different spirit, a different attitude. He allowed himself to be different." And he followed me, therefore, I will bring him to the land which he already has visited to Chevron, and his nation shall drive out the enemies, or his nation, his seed, shall possess it.. Now let me tell you something. We're stuck here now in the desert, desert. Don't think that you're just going to be able to say, "Oh, we're sorry, we're rushing off to Israel. We made a mistake. Slachlo, no. There's enemies there. Amolek, Knaan, they're waiting, lying in wait in the valley. Mochor, tomorrow. Don't go ahead. Don't advance. Don't try to penetrate into the land of Israel. But rather, penusulochem hamidbo derech yamsof. Go back. Return. Retreat. A horrible, horrible thing to hear." that the march forward, which was so glorious and so powerful and almost triumphant, but now, because of betrayal and treachery, retreat, turn around, go back. And so we've reached Ravii. We finished now from Shlishi to Ravii. We finished three of the seven little talks. Tomorrow, Mitzvah Hashem will go on to talk number four.